Hi everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport podcast. My name is Seth Hensley and this is a show dedicated to young believers pursuing the goal of healthy marriage and family. You know, we live in a world where getting married and starting a family is far too often postponed for longer than God designed and pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things. But the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As young believers, we have the choice to prioritize what matters most in our lives every day and to live face to face with God and others. Every Thursday and Sunday on this show, I'll be sharing research conducting interviews and reviewing articles on the importance of marriage and family for society. I'll also be releasing exclusive content such as spoken word poetry, allegorical short stories, and bonus episodes for subscribers. Friends, God did not set us up to live life alone. The truth of the matter is that every minute of your adult life that you wait to marry is a minute of your life that you're not spending with your life partner. While some might be content to live with the consequences of this arrangement, I would argue that those who wish to spend as much of their life as possible with their mate are perfectly within reason and soundness of value to do so. It is my deepest hope that this podcast inspires Generation Z to pursue marriage, become the best spouses and parents the world has ever seen, serve with furious intentionality, love well, and discover the joy of hanging the moon for another. To access my sources, subscribe to the show, or get your copy of my latest book, visit anchor.fm slash seth-hensley or check out the show notes of each episode. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 164 of the Restoring Rapport podcast. We're super excited for the content we got planned out for you guys today. As always, this podcast is about keeping marriage and family essential goals for young believers and prioritizing relationship in a world of many distractions. And today we're going to be reviewing a pretty cool uh, piece that was done on a movie that just came out. For those of you who have not reviewed it, I would highly encourage you guys to go uh, watch this movie. A lot of people are actually paying it forward and buying buying a, a huge number of tickets and then giving those away free. I know one of my friends on Facebook actually did that this week. He bought 45 tickets to see this movie because he believes in it so much and get started giving those tickets away. So just check around to see if you can get a free ticket sometime and see it. It's called The Sound of Freedom. It came out on the 4th of July. Uh, and it's a, just a wonderful movie. I was able to go see it yesterday. Basically, it's the story of Tim Ballard, who founded the Operation Underground Railroad, which is an organization that goes in and basically raids homes um, and, and, and basically fights child sex trafficking. And it basically arrests a lot of these people who are responsible for creating CSAM, child sexual abuse material, and putting it on the internet today. Uh, it's, it's a huge proponent in fighting modern-day slavery. For those of you who are familiar with Exodus Cry, the organization, this, this organization is, a, I would say, an upscaled version um, of, of uh, Exodus Cry. So a really great organization all around. It, again, it was founded by Tim Ballard, who used to work for Homeland Security. He actually worked for the U.S. government, and he would work on these cases of arresting pedophiles, but what he, what he, he was very frustrated by the fact that he was not able to actually go overseas with his job in Homeland Security to rescue the children who are being trafficked. So basically, he was just arresting the people consuming material instead of arresting the source of the problem and, 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 and basically saving these children from their, their enslavement. So the story is just kind of him dealing with that frustration and in the end, giving up his job to do what he believes is right, what he believes God has called him to do uh, in his own words and go overseas and basically, you know, rescue children from slavery. It's a, it's a powerful story. Uh, as you can see on your screen, if you're a subscriber to the show, uh, Tim Ballard is played by Jim Caviezel. Um, in the in the film, and Jim Caviezel may sound familiar to you if you've seen Passion of the Christ. He played Jesus Christ, 
just a phenomenal actor all around. The acting was superb. I was very impressed with the movie altogether, but it's actually gotten some lashback, as you can see from the title here. It says, a leftist mock anti-sex trafficking film as QAnon adjacent. Uh, and it's something that I, I this the reason I, I picked this article was because I don't see child sex trafficking and, and child pornography as an issue that is political. I see that as an issue that everybody should be able to come against, regardless of what side of the aisle you fall on. Um, so it really frustrated me when I saw uh, either the right labeling an accusation at the left here or the left actually mocking this film. You know, it doesn't matter if this title is true or false. Either way, I have big problems with um, the, the situation that we find ourselves in now. I think that both left and right, uh, Republican, Democrat, liberal and conservative should be able to get behind the issue of uh, preventing uh, CSAM from spreading across the internet as well as protecting children from exploitation and degradation. Even if we're not willing to condemn all pornography as wrong, everybody should be able to condemn child pornography as hugely immoral and abusive. Um, for, for, if only for the reason that uh, people who were to, if let's just say a child was in the room of a pornography set, that would everybody in that set would be charged with abuse. Um, I mean, it's the same thing here. Children are being raped, exploited, degraded, all that kind of all that kind of thing. Uh, and it, really, it shouldn't matter what your religious opinions are. It shouldn't matter what your worldview is. Everybody should be able to get behind that issue. So that's kind of the opinion I'm coming to. And I want to get Landon's take on it as well. Landon is back on the show. Welcome back, Landon. And uh, he he's he's kind of he's been had a lot going on with a, a baby and and everything coming recently, as well as he's in my wedding. We were able to record a a little groomsman roundtable yesterday and Landon was in that but welcome back Landon glad to have you back yeah, it's good to be back yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it, the article starts off saying sometime between the years of 2018 and 2023 left-leaning news outlet The Guardian went from writing their own exposés about child sex trafficking to denigrating a movie that does the same thing calling it a QAnon adjacent and again this is that identity politics thing coming in and wrecking uh, a good movement as per usual um, if that's true, it's 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 uh, people on one side of the aisle uh, not able to unite with the other side of the aisle, even when it's on a common issue that everybody agrees on. So everybody agrees that child sex trafficking is wrong, and everybody wants to do as much as they can to stop that, regardless of whether you're on left or right. Again, that's kind of my thesis of this episode. You should be able to get along there, right? Um, and I want to I want to kind of get Landon's opinion in a second, but let me read one more paragraph. Reviewer Charles Bramsco makes no effort to hide his abhorrence for this massively popular Angel Studios film, The Sound of Freedom, which recounts the true story of Tim Ballard, a federal agent who quit his job to save a young girl from sex slavery in South America. The newly released movie shocked Hollywood industry insiders with, with its impressive box office numbers, despite a lack of major promotion and uh, Landon has not had the chance to see this film yet so what you're going to get today is the perspective of somebody who has seen the film and the perspective of somebody who has not on this article um, and I actually think Landon that this grossed higher than the Indiana Jones movie uh, in the first week which was really shocking to me um, but what are your thoughts so far on what I've been talking about just do you think it's something do you think the issue of of, of Human trafficking should be something that both left and right should be able to kind of get along on. And basically, it shouldn't matter what you think politically. This is an issue that you should be able to uh, get behind. Or do you think there's another way of looking at it? Sadly, I think we're at a point where anything that anyone brings up it is becoming political. Um, yeah. You know, we see that we see that a lot nowadays. And, um, you know, saying left and right, and I understand that the Daily Wire is a... For, um, they they lean a 
they lean more conservative. Um, yeah. But saying left and right uh, in this situation, to me, is just not helpful. Um, I yeah. think that I think that this is we have evil people who want this to continue to go on. Um, yeah. But you know, we the majority of people in this country and in this world would agree that child trafficking is bad and any movie that sheds light on that is is good um yeah another thing is is you know he he's a movie reviewer he's a, he's a movie critic he's, he's going to try yeah. and find something you know what i mean he, he's going to he's going to try and find something and i think that um in this case it's it's more of just a sad thing that you can go and watch a movie like this and what's on your mind is that well these people that are uh on q and on are saying yeah. things about this so i need to tread lightly yeah yeah i 100 percent agree with everything you said there uh and, and i think it's a really great point to point out that the person writing this article i believe his name's was uh, he's a reviewer charles bramesco he made no effort to hide his abhorrence for this massively popular film again that's kind of a critic critic's job so i do want to kind of throw some grace there it's not that he's coming it's not that the entire liberal agenda or the left agenda is coming at this film from an antagonistic perspective it's just that one man who it's his job to be a movie critic uh, casted a poor review of it. So I don't think that should shock us too much. And I think the article by The Daily Wire here, it's entitled Leftists Mock Anti-Sex Trafficking Film as QAnon Adjacent. I think that's a little inflammatory. So I actually don't like uh, kind of the, the title that The Daily Wire put on this, especially because it's just so far they've only given one movie critic who said this. Right. And it, to label that one movie critic the left, I think is a bit extreme. And again, exactly. it's making that polarization. It's making that polarization mm -hmm. between left and right. And it's like, this isn't a political issue. You should be able to get behind this uh, no matter what, no matter what you think. Uh, so totally agree with you there. It goes on to say The Sound of Freedom was the number one spot at the U.S. box office on July 4th. So uh, yeah, it was. It beat out the highly anticipated Indiana Jones and the Dial of uh, the Dial of Destiny and a and other huge releases during the 4th of July holiday. Braves go again. The same critic won't even admit that success was valid. The reviewer said that The Sound of Freedom only outperformed Indiana Jones for a fleeting moment this past 4th, 4th of July, while the intended audience of Indy's latest outing was presumably spending time with their families and friends at barbecues or other in other social situations, which, again, I would disagree with that movie critic simply because you're saying that, uh, you know, the audience of Indiana Jones is family-oriented, but the audience of Sound of Freedom is not. I don't think that, you know, that's... I don't I don't see any grounds for that. Why do you think that the target audience of Indiana Jones is families who spend time together and the target audience of Sound of Freedom are not families who spend time together? That doesn't make any sense to me. They both seem to be, uh, I would say, pretty similar target audience as far as I imagine you're aiming kind of at the family. Indiana Jones is probably aiming at a past generation, trying to create a movie of nostalgia for them. Um, and a lot of people from the past generation have stable families. So, you know, I don't see that comparison holding any water. But he further says that he further called the undeniably impressive box office ticket sales report selective and is having almost willfully misleading framing to create a David and Goliath narrative. Uh, again, your stereotypical critic language here. Um, I, but again, I don't think it's right of the Daily Wire to label that as the left. That's just one critic. And it's not like there's been a huge lashback from people on you know, the left. And even, let's make this a religious and non-religious thing. Landon, the only time God was even mentioned in the film was like maybe two or three times. There's a chant that the children do throughout in the soundtrack that's actually in a different language, which at the end you find out they are saying, we, God's children, are not for sale. But you don't know that that chant, that part of the soundtrack is saying, 
God over and over until the very end of the right. film because it's, it's in a foreign language. And God himself was only miss- mentioned explicitly like one or two times. And it was something that really anybody but an atheist could get behind. It basically just said, you know, I believe God's children are not for sale was one of the famous lines in the film. Um, but it didn't have an overarching... It was more an issue of morality. It was it was more an issue of morality. And morality is something, if you phrase it in that language, that both atheists and Christians should get behind. So what bugs me is that this film would have any critics. And I know they're going to be out there. I know they're going to be um, people who disagree with everything that comes out. But it's just sad to me because this is something that I feel like anybody can get behind. Hi, guys. This is just a quick reminder that you can use the link in the show notes to send me a voice message with a comment or a question. I feel like anybody can get behind the fact that child sex trafficking is wrong and a film exposing that and telling the story of a man who like did a sting operation and took down like 20 pedophiles and rescued 200 kids. I can't imagine anybody saying anything bad about that film. It's a wonderful story. It's incredibly moving and emotive in the way that it was filmed and shot and just a wonderful, wonderful story overall. So it just, it just makes me sad there. Uh, Yeah. I I don't know if you have any. I think that when we talk about critics, it's sad, but this is how it, how it usually goes. You, you see, um, like what you were telling me before we got on, you know, the, the guy playing the main character was in the passion of the Christ. So there's an affiliation there. And then the studio is the same studio that has created the chosen. And I think that when we see these things, people tend to want to lump all these things into a, um, Christian movie making studio. So Um, true. It would be like um, if you listen to a Christian music artist and they released other music that maybe wasn't Christian music. Right. They're still going to be looked at as a Christian artist, and and you yeah. see this you see this in all different kinds of uh, industries. Um, so I think that people who have a bone to pick with Angel Studios about the Chosen are going to allow that animosity to carry over when reviewing this movie, even though it doesn't have that much to do with the story of the Bible, they're still going to see that correlation and people who are negatively viewing Christians are going to negatively view this movie. That's so true, dude. That was a, that was a brilliant, um, just analysis there. I didn't even, you know, consider that, that that the studio might actually be what people are reacting to because yeah, as as Landon said, the, one of my friends, actually, actually, I'm related to him by marriage, uh, Josiah Stendhal. He's an editor for The Chosen. He's younger than me, incredi- incredibly successful dude. Um, and he works with Angel Studios on, on stuff like that. And they are an undeniably uh, Christian and Judeo-Christian value organization, as you can tell by the stuff that they put out, both Catholics and Protestants. And even, you know, Hebrews, Jews work with them on these projects, um, historians as well. But um in the end, I don't think that should should stop us. And I think another thing that I would want to, you know, highlight about what Landon said is he he mentioned like the example of a music artist who's Christian putting out a song that was secular but getting less of a following simply because in the past that artist had released Christian music. Um, I think it has to do with audience too, because mm-hmm. simply Angel Studios is bringing a lot of that, their Christian audience to this film. So whenever yeah. and those those that audience is sharing it all over Facebook. And then the other side, the opposite perspective, perhaps the less conservative Christians, the more liberal, um, you know, they're Gnostics or atheists are seeing their Christian friends share this film. And simply by the fact that that film is associated with that friend, they're thinking that's not something I want to see, which is so sad because, I mean, if they, all it would take is just a brief moment of review and investigating what the film is about to realize, hey, 
I can totally get behind this. I I do not have to. This should be something that anybody can get behind, you know? So it's yeah. so sad to me that uh, it's gotten kind of polarized like that. Yeah, I mean, and it's been happening for a long time. We see a demonization of the Christian community, and some of it's for good reason. Um, you know, there are some problems that uh, we have seen in the community. Um, however, it doesn't make it to where you have to write off everything that comes out of a Christian's mouth as um, mm-hmm. racist or QAnon adjacent. And what he's saying there is that he's not actually mad that it's QAnon. He's he's making a euphemism to say that this is somehow white supremacist and right wing. Yeah. Um, that this that's that's how he is casting this to say yeah. that it's QAnon adjacent. And I think that that all dials back into when you look into what the right wing is about and you look into what the issues are that they have been focusing on more often, um, it has to do with children, it has to do with porn, it has to do with um, sexual degeneracy. So Mm. automatically, anything that touches on those subjects and even a somewhat conservative viewpoint is going to be casted as extreme and it's going to be casted as QAnon adjacent, as he says. Yeah. It, it's 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 been something that I've observed for a long time that everybody draws the the lines of what is sexually immoral and uh, moral in different places. Uh, some people say that homosexuality is okay, uh, but the transgenderism is wrong. Some people say that transgenderism and homosexuality are okay, but that, uh, for example, pedophilia is wrong. But what I, what I've what I've never noticed is anybody who would say that child. Be, children being involved in any way with sexual behavior is okay. I've never, I haven't met that many people who think that yet. There are what is called minor attracted persons in the world today who are now trying to make pedophilia a sexual orientation, but they're not gaining steam. They're actually right. very, even from the left, even the left knows that is totally uh, it, abusive, immoral, um, you know, unhealthy, any word you want to throw at it, disgusting even. Everybody labels that. Every, everybody labels, uh, you know, being attracted to children in a sexual way, non-acceptable material. Like you, can, that's not accept, accepted in society. So that's what shocks me, though. It's like a film about that uh, should be able to gather these these different kinds of people, you know. Um, but but because of the polarization that we've been discussing here, I feel like the audience is getting limited. Uh, so I just want to do my part in in highlighting the, the 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 good nature of this film. I think it has a it has a good heart behind it. I would encourage you to go see it. It's about a man who saves children. It's a very it's a very uh, it's not a controversial issue. Nobody's against saving children. So go see this regardless of what your worldview and opinion is. I actually listened to a, an interview of Jordan Peterson uh, recently on his podcast where he interviewed the real Tim Ballard and Jim Caviezel who played who played Tim Ballard in the film, and he talked to them kind of about the the movie's release and everything. And they mentioned QAnon, but I actually don't know what QAnon is. Is that kind of some kind of conspiracy land that you're aware of? Or yeah, is- so basically QAnon began as a forum, kind of like 4chan, if you're familiar hmm. with what 4chan is. Um, okay. So there was um, 4chan links where people. Um, there are theories that a lot of these people are actually just federal agents, um, but mm. nobody really knows what the deal is with it. Um, but basically, it's like QAnon, just uh, the last word is anonymous. That's what that anon means. Mm. Um, so it, it was a ring of white supremacist people on an anonymous forum 
that yeah. would talk about certain things, including sex trafficking, and there was a lot of conspiracy mm. theories going on in QAnon. So I think yeah. what they're trying to say is that being QAnon adjacent means that these white supremacists have created these theories of what's going on in other countries, and this is promoting it, even though it's not happening. I think yeah. that's what he's going for. I think he's trying yeah. to mitigate what actually is happening by saying, well, it's just a QAnon wild conspiracy theory. Yeah. Uh, that's that's something I think we really need to be careful of as believers and and even you know extending out into the circle of whatever whatever worldview you have. I think you need to be really careful about labeling movements and messages as wrong simply because of whose mouth it comes out of, and because yeah. we need to remember that even very messed up people can still say. Uh, good things from time to time and often do to try and hide the message that they're trying to sneak in, you know, after they sell, tell right. you something good. They'll often try and credit themselves. They're often trying to pre present themselves as a credible source by telling you some truth and then mixing in a lie with the truth. So we have to be able to discern what is a truth and what is a lie. Um, and, and that good things can come from, from people with an unhealthy worldview. They can say things that are correct Hi guys, I want to take a quick break and tell you about an opportunity that you guys have as listeners to become subscribers of this podcast. Now in order to become a sub, all you have to do is follow the subscribe link in the show notes found in the description of each episode. And when you subscribe, you'll get access to exclusive material including additional interviews, all of my spoken word poetry pieces, all of my dramatized allegorical short stories, and even more of my article readings, okay? So lots of content will be available to you that won't be available to anyone else. Subscribing to the show only costs $5 a month, which is less than most people spend on their lunch at work every day, okay? So you won't even notice it disappearing from your bank account. If you enjoy listening to the show and you're looking for an opportunity to financially support the content you care about, this is your chance, okay? Follow the link in the show notes to become a sub. Thank you so much for choosing this show to listen to and now without further ado let's get back to the episode we can't just label truth not truth simply because it comes out of the mouth of somebody who's messed up uh, we have to be able to discern what is truth what is not truth what is good what is not good regardless of whose mouth it comes out of so just because some white supremacists online were talking about the importance of fighting child sex trafficking does not make the importance of fighting child sex trafficking wrong those yeah, men who absolutely. said it perhaps do not live good lives. Those men who said it perhaps do, are very messed up and so in a number of ways, but that doesn't make fighting sex trafficking wrong just because they talked about it, right? Absolutely, so, yeah. I think that uh, that's something that needs to be addressed in our society is that uh, one wrong thing in somebody's worldview does not completely cast out everything else that they may believe. Yes. And that, that is that is a part of what we've seen with an unforgiving culture. I mean, yeah. that that's that's just that's what we've come to. It, it it all comes back to well, what did you do ten years ago that can discredit you? Um, and and it's all goes back to us falling away from grace and us falling away from God and um, you know yeah. the the yeah. hatred that people have for Christian worldview and uh, when when you start to move away from that mercy is not a normal worldly virtue and yeah. and we we when we take away Christianity we we begin to lose mercy for others yeah. So true. So true. That's good, dude. And what I would encourage you guys listening today as young believers pursuing the goal of marriage and family according to God's design, I would encourage you, don't be shy about giving your opinion. It's really easy in a world today where 
uh, at least in the area that I'm in, a lot of the people that are on the left, and again, I, there's nothing, I'm not slamming them at all, are very, they're very good at expressing their opinion openly. And they're yep. very good at actually saying what they think. And believers are around them and perhaps out of a desire to not be offensive, don't end up providing a alternate perspective. They just keep silent. And I think that's a really damaging thing to society. We're so afraid of conflict. We're so afraid of stepping on somebody's toes even that we're not willing to say what we think. And I, I would just emphasize to you guys that it is possible to speak the truth in love. That is a scriptural yeah. concept. And we both those things need to be happening. We need to be speaking the truth or at least what we understand to be the truth, but we also need to be speaking it in a way that is loving. So it is possible. Guys, I would encourage you, engage in conversations with people who do not agree with you, but do it in a way that values what they're saying, is not condemning, but also is not just, you know, letting yourself get run over. Like, guys, yeah. we have to be able to express our opinion. And for me, it's really hard. You might you might thinking that I be, think that because I have a show on uh, taking very very strong and and very strong stances on the importance of marriage and family that I'm very good at expressing my uh, thoughts in conversational settings, but that's not true. I do I find it very difficult to express what I think because I'm a people pleaser. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I don't want to step on any toes. But I would, I would encourage you. What happens when you do that is you end up provide you end up uh, not giving a very needed perspective to the conversation and and yeah. what happens is the conversation just reflects one side and there's never any uh people really never even know you they don't know what you think on an issue and they they've never heard your story they don't know why you think what you think so i would yeah. encourage you just just say what you think yeah yeah and if you put it out there it's easier to stand by it um you know it being on this show and being a little more vocal about what i believe it makes it easier for you to stand by it when people ask because it's already out there. You have nothing to lose. So go yeah. out, form your opinions, articulate them properly, and then once you are able to do that, you will be more likely to defend them in the face of controversy. So true. We have to. The first Peter, I think, one of one of Peter's books says, "Always be ready to give an answer for the hope that is within you." Um, to, to people who ask it of you. And you have to be able to defend your worldview, guys. There's nothing that I find more disturbing than Christians who could not stand up in an argument with an atheist or a Gnostic or an agnostic or somebody who disagrees with them, maybe a liberal, a Democrat. There's nothing that, that bothers me more than Christians who are simply not prepared to have a conversation with people who disagree with them. Because you're giving the yeah. faith a bad name. You're presenting this idea to the world who needs to hear the message of Jesus that we can't defend our worldview. We have nothing to say yeah. when you lob it, attack at us, when you lob a question at us, we have nothing to say. It's very important that we're able to give an answer. So really value what yeah, Landon's saying Paul, here, guys. And Paul, go ahead. Paul gives an analogy of running a race, and, and you can't run a race if you haven't trained. And our training yeah. comes from the Word and, and being yeah. in the Word and learning more about what God tells us. And if you aren't training for this race, how are you going to run it well? Um, so true. You know that, so it, and and we're in a spiritual battlefield. Um, another analogy in the Bible is the armor of God, and knowing the Word, that's going to be your sword when you face adversity yes. about your worldview. If you don't know the yes. Word, you will not be able to face that adversity. Yes, think about it, guys. Work things out in your head. The scriptures that come to your mind when you're hearing presented arguments, uh, consider them. Consider the arguments, consider the scriptures, weigh different scriptures against one another, weigh different arguments against one another to come up with your, your well-rounded worldview. I think that goes back to what the Bible talks, talks about when it says, um, you know, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Work out your worldview, yes. work out what you think, work out your worldview through 
you know, fear and trembling and thought. Put in thought, put in effort to it. Something that, guys, I just want to end this this article on. This has been a wonderful episode. Really enjoy doing this. Go see The Sound of Freedom. You can get tickets anywhere uh, in movie theaters across the, con- across the country. Go see it. Uh, it's, it's out for just a limited time. Don't miss your chance. It will be available, I'm sure, to stream in the near future. But don't wait to stream it at home. Go support things that come out, guys. Support the things that are going on in the world that matter. If somebody's fighting sex trafficking for trafficking for heaven's sake, especially when it comes to children, go support them. I mean, give in any way you can. Go, and you get to see a movie, a wonderful story about a man who had had such a profound impact in the lives of these children. I mean, he saved their lives, literally. It's a wonderful story. Go see it. And the, the ending of this article that I've been reading to you, criticizing the leftist uh, critic of the movie, ends with this, which is encouraging to me. It says, ending child sex trafficking is still a topic leftists will champion. And uh, it moves on to kind of to kind of slight the left uh, a little bit there. But I'd like to focus on that. Ending child trafficking is still a topic uh, leftists, or I would like to insert anybody, will champion. I mean, I, I'm hard-pressed to find anybody who doesn't think that's a good cause. That's something encouraging that we can all stand behind and get behind. So go see this movie regardless of your, your worldview. But at, since this is a show for young believers pursuing the goal of marriage and family, uh, especially you, go see it. You know, this is a serious problem in the world today that we need to show our voice on. And uh, I would encourage you guys to all go see it if, if, if you get the chance. Again, no guilt if you don't. Uh, you can still support good causes in other ways, but if you get a chance, this is a wonderful way to do it that, I, that I'd love for you guys to go see. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode today. Landon and I have loved talking to you. We always love the conversations that we have. And thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed the content that you heard, reach out and let us know through the link in the show notes. You can send us a personalized audio voice message. We'd love to hear those. It allows you to talk to us instead of just listening to us all day. So consider doing that if you feel so led. Also, you can follow the Restoring Report podcast on Instagram and Facebook if you're interested in the content we post. So thank you guys so much for listening today. And we will talk to you next time.